easiest thing to do. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Frostside Chat, our weekly live stream post session discussion. We talk about what just happened during D&D. This is the chat for session 45. If you've not watched that session yet, please go do that now because you will not understand our hilarious references. And there will be spoilers. I'm your DM, Eric. And joining me with this Frostside Chat, we have Robin's player, Chris. Hello. Edmund's player, Raymond. And Thimbleweed slash Francine. Uh, Reese. You're you're muted, unfortunately, but I, I can hear it. Am I am eyes. I still muted? I didn't think I was. <laughs> Hello. It's the webcams for a second. Uh yeah, so that I mean, let me switch to that white screen too, because what the fuck happened? What did it happen? Oh lord. At one point near the end. Uh-huh. I really did feel like that Doctor Strange trailer when he goes, things just got out of hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's it's always difficult on how to rule, um, especially when you have a situation where a player does like 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 that like a social check and you're wondering oh. like how do I quite respond to this? But you also use it on top of using a spell. Oh yeah, I, fig- I mean, I figured you know trying to so socialize was... the the you know the animals out from under the giant wasn't going to work, right? Yeah. So I, I tried to think about it in context of using it with the spell that you had. Mm-hmm. And that was that was a tricky situation, but honestly, it was. I was looking at the time. I was looking at what we were doing. We we're getting so into this bizarre role play that we were doing. That at some point, maybe this just comes with experience. Like you kind of realize, like, all right, this this fight is is just over. <laughs> like <laughs> we've we've reached the climax of this fight, which is not how I thought it was going to go. But well, I mean that. So yeah, I mean, I guess we're kind of jumping to the end of it. But my intention was to like the for the giant to like, you know, throw the giant or the mammoth to throw the giant off. Yeah, you just walk away with the mammoth. Should that be my whole thing? It's just yeah, I'm walking away with the mammoth. I let them just murder the giant, you know, the blind giant out. Be- <laughs> well, I, you know, and I was thinking about that, but then I just, I, I don't know. I felt like at this point, you've almost just solved this encounter in a way. And the fact that it, it had taken up because of that extra role playing and stuff had taken up like the allotted time I was thinking for oh, this fight. Yeah. I was just like, what is that going to do to have this blind giant without a mammoth sit there and just be, and, and he's not, the other thing is he's smart enough to know when he's been bested in a way, even though it wasn't the right, because I was hoping he would be a show of strength, you know, because that's what he would respect. So this, the only awkward thing was like, oh, now he's got to like show respect to them for doing this weird like mind control thing, which wouldn't <laughs> be. <laughs> but I also treat it as like, okay, maybe it's more of a an animal uh, taming thing. So it's like your uh, skills with the mammoth <laughs> was that's what he respected. Yeah. So. That part of it, I was like, "All right, I'm I'm fine with having that be the end of it." Even though we did hilariously, you guys did like almost no actual damage to the mammoth or the giant. But right. it's and part of that, you know, it's, the, it's a roll of the dice. The fact that you went first on initiative, um, yes. you were able to lock that down, and it did take basically two full rounds for your actions to have mm-hmm. this happen. The first round was just to cast the spell. And then, and he still did all his things in that round, the giant and the mammoth. And then the second round was you going ham on all that. And that's when I really had to start making the decisions. Okay, how well are you role playing? 
how well is this scene going? Um, and just because we kept adding to it and having fun with it, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. This feels like the the climax of this encounter. It's not gonna get any better than this. Yeah. <laughs> despite this being a fight that I was um, pushing on you guys, it just felt like it was the right moment. So maybe that wasn't the right call for me. Maybe I should have pushed it a little bit harder and, and had that giant, you know, come down and fight. But honestly, now I've I feel like it works better for a future story to right. now have this giant and this mammoth with this history out there. Uh, similar in ways to the the dragon event, where it's like, all right, well now I've got that in my pocket, I suppose. You've got Francie in your pocket. Not killing everything in our path, all right. I That's will right. say that giant did have some treasure on it, which I did not have him give up. Oh, okay. Because yeah. you did not defeat the giant, or in other words, you know, even take him on or anything. So I was like, you know what, he's not even going to offer any of that. Sure. Um, whereas if he, my my idea was he would have surrendered to you guys had you done enough damage to him or the mammoth because he's not fighting to the he's not he's not an ice troll he's in it for just like i want my bear back and maybe he'll steal some shit from you but if he knows he's best he's like whoa okay i'm good i'm gonna surrender um and then he would have capitulated and maybe given up some of that treasure but because of the way it happened this time he, he didn't give any of that treasure up yeah i didn't, didn't need to yeah he just, just left waste or something, yeah. so that was kind of the way i balanced it but oh, this good i was gonna say you know what this is reminiscent of George in the slot. <laughs> yeah, that and, and you know what? That's actually a great point because that was such a a difficult thing for to wrap my head around, and it became such a fun fucking thing for me to play with. So if you can end these fights in very unconventional ways, and you almost have to feed off the player uh, or players in this case, where if they feel like they're having a lot of fun with a particular creature or a situation. Then you go like, man, the worst thing to do here would be to just force a long, drawn-out battle versus let's just turn this into a social encounter. And then it can become another encounter later on because now these creatures have survived and they're out there. Sure. And I'll say, like, th this this really was a situation where we just kept feeding off each other and ramping the situation <laughs> up. Because even after the charm monster, I knew that the, the elephant or the mammoth couldn't talk to me. But you started giving it a voice to begin with. I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to roll with that. Sure, I'll talk to the mammoth. Well, I... And then, so, and then, and then research started to so I, Yeah, what happened initially is I completely forgot that it, the two-way thing doesn't work. Mm. But then what... Because I, I had confused myself. I thought, well, wait, this mammoth was talking to them before. And it didn't occur to me until later that I was like, oh, it was talking specifically to Thimbleweed because he had speak with animals. But it's Valravin right. that charmed it. And then I love that it canonically, because Thimbleweed was having that voice, I was like, okay, we're doing a three-way conversation here because the mammoth can understand you, but you can't understand the mammoth, but Thimbleweed can understand the mammoth. So we're just, it's a game of fucking crazy-ass telephone. And then it made perfect sense that Thimbleweed was just doing the mammoth's voice and just, I like, appreciate that you just I appreciate, came back to Reese at some point. It was just yeah. like, you know what? It, it, it reminded me of uh, <laughs> uh, Frozen, where the guy does the, like, you know, he does the, the moose's voice or whatever. Like, that's right. so fucking funny. And yeah, you, Reese, you, I don't know what inspired you to do that, but we were just going to roll with it. Was, <laughs> it was a perfect combination of a lot of things. Mm -hmm. I, the tip me over was Rochelle was saying, the elephant's not actually saying that, right? Or you know this, right? And you said, I like, bet. <laughs> I said, oh, okay. <laughs> We're going hard on this then. Yeah, so I, I admit that fight, um, 
was supposed to take a little bit more out of you guys, but I got my one round off, and we had a lot of fun with the role playing. So, yeah, uh, I think it was it was still pretty fun. And the important part, which this was the tricky, this is why I hesitated so long in trying to wrap my head around how to do this, was to give you guys another location on your map. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and I had to, and and the goal of this battle was to give you that location, and it would have change depending on you know does he surrender and he gives you that as like okay you've, you've bested me here it is or did you just kill him in which case okay you find a map on his body that does that does sure. that in this case he's not even really surrendering he's just kind of been like convinced so that's why it took yeah. me hesitate is like okay i guess he still respects your manipulation of his <laughs> mammoth because <laughs> at the one point like i was okay he, with ending he, the fight he has, he has to respect the relationship francine and I there you have. go there that's you go. what he has to respect yeah because he's ultimately he is like an alpha like uh uh animal trainer i guess in my right. mind so that's what he respected as you you took that <laughs> you took the mammoth so well but that was the tricky thing for me is like my goal like i was perfectly fine with you ending the fight but then i was like okay how am i gonna get a tell him about this other location ultimately yeah, it's just like right. oh, he's super good at the mammoth so that's what he respects <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so yeah that's another location and that one is from the book um it's you know there's a dozen of these locations around the tundra and i'm just kind of picking and choosing which ones i want to run and um mm. i like seeding some of them you know some of these quests you've had for a while some you've gained along the way and in this particular quest like you got this one through a random encounter which gave me a good right. excuse to use uh this uh giant uh, encounter and then lure you to another location right uh which i assume you guys will want to do a part as part of the same adventuring journey just because i stuck it kind of nearby <laughs> right right on our way, on our way back it's, it's one of those easy things like oh yeah it's it's in a very close radius so yeah. we can just hit it too yeah um i did i expected the ice thing to take us longer be more interesting but i think we were coming off that high of the mammoth thing so i'm like all right we're just gonna go through one round of Excuse me, going through the ice flows and you drop down, but you're like immune to frost anyway. So it was just Edmund. And then I think it was basically one con save. And I was like, this is going to be a bunch of just dice skill checks. So we can, right. We can kind of get through this. You should have realized that like the players naturally just have all the ways they need to get out of the situation. It's, yeah. it's not going to really be a challenge. Two of them don't even care. Two of them can just climb over ice. Right. Yeah. A monk, so it's like she's not really going to have much super trouble. environmental. Yeah. Yeah. At this level, between all you guys, you honestly, it's you. You think like this kind of situation would be a, a hazard, but yeah, you guys are uh, impressing me with how you just shrugged it off. You're like at this level, like even crossing like a bunch of ice flows in a in a half frozen ocean is not really a big deal. What would have happened had somebody failed to save? Uh, exhaustion okay oh that's actually pretty bad that old standby yeah Yeah, it can be uh and then we arrived at the ship um and this is another location that is from the book one of those uh tundra locations pretty cool to have a uh ship in the middle of the frozen icewind dale area i think yep uh and yep there's a monster in the hold and you guys, pretty obviously, you're like, I guess we got to go deal with that. <laughs> I I kind of expected you guys to be a little more tactically interesting about it instead of just stomping you, your way down. Have the- you seen our party? I know, I know. Like, we've been doing it for 
a year now. It's not your MO. I agree. Heather is literally playing a character that announces our presence wherever we go. Yes. So, it's Shades of Kalinar here from Prince of the Apocalypse. Yeah, so it's yeah, like, there yeah, is yeah, no yeah, stealth game though. here. Yep. I know. And this would Honestly, have been a perfect I, opportunity because you hear this creature, you're above it. You could do all kinds of things to try and like yeah. spy on it or sneak up on it or set up all these tactical things. Like, no, we just go stomping downstairs. Like, and at that point, I was like, all right, fuck it. Then I'm going to get a surprise run on you assholes because you just don't yeah. give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> but Frey has the hit points to just kind of back that's, it up. That's so. consequence. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Honestly, I think that's really kind of hard to do because you you have to have like five players and all of them have to be like playing characters that are tactically stealthily minded. None well, of them could be the charge in, you yeah. know, with weapons raised. Roleplay-wise, you're right. Yeah, and if you have, like, one character... Normally, at least one is. <laughs> yeah, so it's, like, that kind of stuff is really hard to pull off. I mean, if, if more of the party was, you could do that and just convince that one person, like, all right, just, you know, put yourself on Overwatch mode. The second you see somebody, then you can go nuts, but we're going to try to lure them to us or do whatever we want. But, yeah, I, I get that is tricky. And the whole party more has to be on board for that. Mm -hmm. But I did think this was a funny situation where I find it's very rare when I when I throw those situations at you guys. Yeah, well, where you have them. yeah you actually have forewarning on something, and instead I just went stomping on the chairs to fight it. It's a big, beefy, cool creature. Um, yeah. But yeah, you guys actually beat up on it pretty well, pretty effectively. I assume Rochelle didn't like. Well, I, she I, she I, she doesn't have a track record of this. I assume she didn't metagame, and she just sort of guessed like ice troll. We should use fire because. It, I couldn't help it. I was like, I'm, I'm just aware of... I, I, it's not even D&D. It's just trolls in general, right? It's like, trolls regenerate hey, HP, and you use no, fire no, to no. stop that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, she would, yeah right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if I wouldn't know that outside of D&D. I mean, obviously, I play a lot of games with fantasy stuff in there, but... I, I don't know. I, I, it's, I've been playing D&D so long. I don't know if I could separate yeah, it at this point. Right. I'm not sure what games I'm, I'm thinking of, but... yeah. I'm, I'm guessing she just heard frost and thought fire. Fire is good, yeah. Which is a good guess, yeah. It's exactly Which weirdly, right. it doesn't do extra damage, but yeah, it does stop its regeneration. Now, it probably wouldn't have mattered in the long run because you guys are doing so much fucking damage to this thing, and the extra right. economy is way in your favor. Um, I do like its fucking cold aura around it though, which That's, is pretty nasty. Yeah. But it only affects you if you start your turn and not if you enter it. So right, ultimately, we were, doing, do, we were doing enough damage to where Frey was the one that stayed there multiple yeah, rounds, and I shit the bed so bad that. Uh, if not for that surprise round, it would have been almost a nothing fight. Right. And that second one is designed to join the fight after the first round. But you guys basically took this thing down pretty much in one round. Yeah. Uh, and then the second one joins in. Because I was like, oh, we can get these two overlapping and then I'll do all that cold damage. But yeah, it didn't trigger until later. Um, That's pretty much all that happened. I mean... Chat is is now just talking about which category of creatures are considered unfuckable. <laughs> the, I don't for the purpose of. I mean, the there's, a, there's a joke about the internet, uh, right? There's a rule number rule about uh, yeah, that. Yeah, like rule thirty four for anything. Is that what? It, yeah, every, every everything's got like porn of it or something. Yeah, yeah. But that's another thing. That that, that that whole situation. What? And this is honestly, this this is the case for me a lot of the time. I, I go at stuff relatively genuinely, earnestly, and then you guys start making fun of me and it becomes a joke. Like like <laughs> That's fair. I come at I come at things a lot of times just not really intending it to be a joke. Like I the mammoth thing, I was just gonna lead it away like a pet. I was, yeah. I had no intention of going down that road. <laughs> 
but we just started joking about it. I'm like, all right, well, it's I guess hard this not is what we're to. Doing now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, your, your strategy was sound, and I wanted to reward it. Um, and it just ended up kind of just canceling the fight, you know, in a way. Sure. But to, I think it still was beneficial ultimately for uh, I mean, players and the DM. It's a fourth level spell. Like, it is. It, it's, it's no joke. Yeah, that's you. A, that's a resource. Yeah, yeah it is. A, it's a big resource. Yeah, you did good to to knock that off early. I respect you did on the mammoth and not the giant. I for some reason I thought I don't know what, I, what my logic was. I thought that it would be harder to to play that off because then the giant's friendly to us, but his feral animals are not. So it was going to be. I, I just thought it was going to be harder to like not attack the giant. I guess to mm. keep the giant from breaking out of the spell with his you know pets also attacking us at the same time. Yeah. I guess I thought it would also be easier to take an animal out of the fight than to take the giant out of the fight. Yeah. I wonder I don't know if the giant's more wiser or not, but you guys you guys were exploiting these freaking wisdom yes. saves like crazy. Brandon says the nude unseen servant is the is his favorite example of that. Was <laughs> <laughs> well, supposed to be a joke, but it just it becomes a thing, yeah. It just, it Which, just turned out God, like I hope this is fucking yeah, mammoth thing becomes a thing. It's yep. funny as you've been the most unseducing bard of all like bards. Oh, yeah. too. That's always the big joke yeah. is ah oh, the horny bard. Yep. Uh and... I've been trying to play him as like, like a like an older gentleman. Like like not a horny bard. Oh, like yeah. an or, old, like an older, older gentlemen guy. are never horny assholes. <laughs> That's right. Al- always the classiest <laughs> the classiest of of folks. Uh, that yep, yep. <laughs> Oh yeah, I also agree, Blanket uh, Blanky. Uh, those boots are cool. That uh, was cool. Uh, yeah, that's neat. That's yeah, it's, Edmund's. It's, uh, a, it's a it's a it's a neat item, and it, it just it's just it's just kind of a neat flavor for you to just sort of be like, like stabbing some, like jumping down into a hole, stabbing someone, and then just be like later, and just zip out of uh, there. And this was a great use of it because literally, if you stick around, you take that cold damage. Like, and it's no, it's not a save, it's not nothing. You just straight up take that cold damage if you're near this thing when you start your turn. So being able to jump in and be able to jump back out is incredibly useful. Not meant to be taking those hits. Yeah, I know. That's, I mean, that, honestly, that's that's why I t- also the way I took that silvery barb spell because I needed some. I was like, at this level, I need some kind of stay alive. I, I didn't have crazy. any of those. I don't. I, I don't know where that's from. It's disadvantage. It's on... definitely new. I think it's from Strixhaven. I want to say. I think I remember really? people complaining about how powerful that is. Oh really? Because just for a first level spell, you can impose disadvantage as a reaction, yeah, and then give somebody else advantage. It's just always useful, I think. I, I was going to take shield, but it's not. I don't think it shields a bard spell. So I was like, okay, what's what's mm. another reaction? A shield esque spell that a yeah. bard can have? Because those scale really well. Because you, yeah, usually have the reaction option unless you're fraying, which can see like four things you can do for your reaction. Uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah, those boots I think are a similar category of like stay alive functionality you know yeah. just yeah for first level it is very powerful and uh this one is actually one of the closest i'm running as is from the book really is, is this map from the book <clears throat> yes oh yeah um most of the lo- the the dig site was very unique because I had to add all that story stuff. But most of these other things y'all be doing out in the tundra that pop up are from the book. The maps are from the book. Um, 
I'm changing things here and there. The main thing I have to change is that most of these areas are designed for levels like five to six and you guys are higher level. So the biggest thing is I'm having to scale it up. So for example, you'll fight two ice trolls instead of one ice troll, but I'm still going to separate them a little bit. Yeah. Um, so I'm basically, and I'll, I'll scale the loot up too at the same time, but that's the main amount of work I'm doing is just upscaling and I may tweak some things here and there. Yeah, we actually uh, made it pretty decently far. I mean, this is, it's not a big area. Yeah, like the actual ship itself isn't that big. Well, I mean, I guess we're kind of seeing most of it here. Yeah, there's, from here, there there's doors. There's two doors on this bottom level, and there were two doors actually back on the top level. Right. So there were some, a few places you can explore. Mm -hmm. And this troll was trying to get into this bottom room. Yeah. Oh, because that was my confusion. So when you were punishing us for going down the stairs... I was actually confused about that because I thought that, like it was like at the bottom of the stairs there's a door and that and the other oh, side of that door is the hole. I so see. I, I, what I thought we were gonna do is go down to that door and be able to kind of hear the troll on the other side of the door banging on it. Oh, okay, yeah, that's my bad. I, um, the stairs just go down to the hold. Just go straight. To the yeah, hold. yeah, and yeah. then there was all, yeah, that's my bad. Um, and, I mean, we probably would have done the same thing anyway. But. Yeah, <laughs> and there, yeah, so. That's another interesting point, is that any time I could have had that troll wander up the stairs and just start this fight. And it was very... I'm The whole time, I'm very tense, because I'm thinking, like... It says in the book, like, hey, they gotta roll stealth checks once they're up here. Like, you gotta... Like, literally, yeah. they can easily draw the attention of the... And you guys are talking to each other and all that, so I'm like, right. alright, well, I'm just gonna let that happen. But the minute they start doing other things... And, if, and you heard me once she started, like, I'm gonna go down the stairs, like, roll a stealth, and then she's like, I'm stomping down the stairs, like, alright, well... It's clearly aware you're coming down the stairs, then. But we had dropped a flaming sphere down the hole, like, like a well, minute and earlier. that was also tricky. So I, I tried to tease the fact that it was aware of that, obviously, and then it stopped basically banging and trying to get in the door, and was like looking around, and its attention was drawn to what just happened. So I was going to give you guys a second to like, okay, uh, let's maybe stand back and see what it's going to do, and maybe I would even have it wander into that uh, to where you could look down on it in the hole and really see it wandering around, and maybe get a surprise around there or something. So I was trying to figure out how best I can respond to that. I basically gave you guys the information about what was down in the hold based on the... Right. It kind of treated like a flare at that point. Yeah. But yeah, it, it was tricky to try to rule, like, uh, basically when this troll should start the fight, or if Are I should let you guys... Yeah. yeah, and it was right on the cusp of thinking, all right, this troll's coming up, and then I think Heather was like, all right, I'm going down. So I was like, cool. <laughs> yep, yeah, let's just do this. Yeah, but basically <laughs> at any point, this troll was going to be a, a pretty soon-to-be active combatant, and you guys just kind of pulled the trigger slightly before I did. Uh, anything else about session 45? Just a giant fight and then uh, exploring a little bit of Dark Touch. a lot of combat, I guess, in this fight, uh, in this session. Yeah. Almost all combat. Yeah. Sort of. Sort of combat. Sort of, yeah, that's true. The one, yeah. This is, def this is definitely one of, the, one of those memorable moments at the end of a campaign yeah. that's like, it goes, in the, it goes in the list. Remember the time that he kind of, like, seduced a mammoth <laughs> to end uh, a pretty nasty combat encounter? <laughs> Uh, yeah, so to enter the giveaway, you have to click the, yeah, click the little, I don't know what that emoji is, like a thing, party thing. And that's how you enter into the giveaway. And it declares a winner uh, 24 hours from now, which is unfortunately like midnight my time, because that's when we started oh, yeah. the giveaway. But, uh, and we do it on Discord, that way I can easily give the winner on Discord the prize of the Roll20 module, which I think this first one is going to be Candlekeep Mysteries. Oh, nice. And That's I a got pretty a big one. Yeah, I got a bunch of these. Like 
roll 20 or what do you call it official 5e book right yep yep you get the whole thing in roll 20 and i'm excited to nice. start doing these giveaways so how many sessions was that i think we started on session 40 when we came back when i started doing it so five five sessions to trigger a giveaway pretty good i was planning yeah. on about four so it took a little bit longer but five is pretty good Surprise. We'll start over next time with uh, number one. I'm glad we got to do it because that would have been real tease to end it at 19. End it on 19, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. man, I guess you could even go a whole session without one. I don't think we've had that happen yet. We've always had at least one or two yeah. uh, nat 20s. All right. Uh, I think that's it for our Frostside chat. Thank you to Reese, Raymond, Chris. I am Eric. We'll see you all next week for more from the Frost Maiden. See you then. Bye.